Welcome to What's Working in Washington. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Today, cybersecurity is still the next big thing. Well, it, it is the future, and the future's here. I mean, I think it's it sort of almost ambushed us. It came on so quick. You saw the digital transition of government just coming a few years ago. But now you look how technology is sort of uh, basically encompassing everything we do in life. Like many of you, I get some of my best information from who I follow on LinkedIn and Facebook. Chuck Brooks is Vice President of Sutherland Government Solutions, and he's somebody that I look to for trend analysis of what's going on in innovation, cybersecurity, and artificial intelligence here in the D.C. region. Chuck's joined us in the studio to provide some insights what's going on right now in D.C. Chuck, thanks for joining us. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Well, many of our listeners are involved in innovation and entrepreneurship around cybersecurity and so forth. What's going on right now in the government that's creating opportunities for us? Well, I think anytime you have a transition in government, it's interesting because it creates new opportunities. And, and one of the changes, obviously, is that there's a, a focus on, on technology. A lot of it's coming from the private sector. And uh, uh, President Trump recently uh, established a technology council that's in the process of being made with a lot of outside expertise. And so I think that the focus on technology and, and using the public-private partnership model uh, it will have some impact on, not only in government but also on the region for a lot of companies looking to sort of blend the commercial and, and federal market uh, uh, capabilities they have. Well, your outreach at Sutherland, you know, you go and look around the country. I know you're plugged in various places. The last administration seemed to be pretty fixated on Silicon Valley. Do you get any sense of whether this administration is going to look more towards D.C. for innovation? I, I do think they are. I mean, a lot of the people that they have, of course, were, you know, New York-based originally. A lot of them run hedge funds. But now they're over here, and and when they look around our region, they see the the the, the Virginia, the Maryland, and the D.C. Uh, sort of vortex of capabilities, and and also a lot of the the large integrators uh, are in in uh, Washington D.C. that have involvement with small companies and and fairly uh, robust R and D programs. So it's natural for them to sort of focus on okay, we're we're in this region and see what's happening. And also, I think part of the reason also a lot of these companies better understand the the government model than Silicon Valley. So I think there's an opportunity here to sort of take advantage of, uh, of the local talent and expertise. In a lot of ways, Chuck, your career here in D.C. is emblematic of the cross-section that I, I see in many of our entrepreneurs. You know, you've set up legislative uh, outreach efforts and structures for different agencies, DHS and so forth. You're, you're helping to provide solutions now for customers. You're involved in various startups. How did you come to this? Did you grow up here? Did you come here? How did this happen? <laughs> well, you know, like I, I, like most people that came to Washington, I went from Washington and thought I'd be here for a short time. I came from uh, Chicago. I, I graduated from the University of Chicago, came out here for an internship, and I was lucky to find a mentor right out of the bat, uh, Lieutenant General Daniel Graham, who had happened to be Deputy Director of the CIA at one point and head of DIA at one point. Great guy, and he was working on a thing called uh, the Strategic Defense Initiative, and and uh, it, it blended my interest in the national security area, and he sort of took me under his wing. Uh, I worked and wrote and did a lot of things uh, on, related to technologies and intercepting missiles, and then later uh, he uh, helped me get an appointment in the Reagan administration at the Voice of America, where I actually also got a touch of, of media and, and communication skills. And, and then later on, uh, worked eight years on the Hill with Senator Arlen Specter, and working for Senator Arlen Specter, the late Senator Arlen Specter was a uh, Amazing experience. He went from uh, 7 a.m. till 10 o'clock at night, uh, and uh, I was involved with uh, his technology, his national security, and his foreign affairs issues, and that was really my my learning ground for most of uh, what uh, spurred me on to become uh, later on with the DHS and in the private sector. 
when I the great thing about following you on on LinkedIn or, is that I always have content. You're just a content creation machine. You seem to really love this stuff. What is it about cybersecurity and AI and so forth that why are you so charged up about it? Well, it, it is the future, and the future is here. I mean, I think it's it's sort of almost ambushed us. Uh, you know, it came on so quick. You see, saw the digital transition of government just coming a few years ago. But now you look how technology is sort of uh, basically encompassing everything we do in life and how everything's become the Internet of Things, uh, smart cities. And, and, and my fascination with cybersecurity really began at Department of Homeland Security when I saw that, you know, the, the, one of the, the biggest issues that, that is the most neglected issues, you know, aside from physical security, is, is a connectivity. Uh, everything is connected, and, and it is growing more connected and as Vince Cerf, the founder of the Internet, said that we didn't build the Internet for security. So there's a, a huge uh, uh, holes in, in, in vulnerability and security. And, 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 you know, being in cyber just makes sense because it connects to every industry and every, every policy. And as a practical matter, the more reliant we get on, on the Internet, the more reliant we get on this infrastructure, the more at risk we are. Do you get the sense that uh, our policymakers really understand, enough of them understand the plumbing and the dynamics of these technologies to be able to make good decisions? Um, well, I think they're trying to catch up. There really has not been a reservoir of expertise on, on Capitol Hill and in any government. But there's some, some changes recently. Uh, President Obama appointed uh, Greg Tuhill, General Tuhill, the first CISO for the White House, which is a good step, and he had a really great understanding of risk management and implementing policies, and a lot of that's going to carry over now. Um, I think there's a growing interest, and in, and in more of the committees now are also looking at it. Uh, but I think it also, you know, it tra transfers to the corporate world too. There, you know, most corporate boards don't have the a slightest understanding of cybersecurity and, and their, you know, how it affects their their brand, their management, even their bottom line. And they're sort of catching up. So everyone's catching up. Everyone's catching up. Meanwhile, the bad guys keep racing ahead. Let's turn our attention to another big technology trend, artificial intelligence, machine learning. I, I have been told by others that have been on the show and elsewhere that the biggest issue with the uh, or, or unpacking the promise of industries is going to be our, our government and our regulators' ability to understand and set the right pathways. What are you seeing there? Well, the difficulty, as you said, is, is, is how do you regulate something like this? There's a, there's a huge amount of investment being done, not just on the United States, but globally. But, of course, you know, Google and Apple, Microsoft, are, uh, their R&D efforts and their acquisition of companies uh, um, from around the world are, are, you know, basically a number one priority for them right now. And you'll see what, you know, what's happening with uh, basically uh, machine learning, uh, where, where machines actually learn from themselves. Uh, you know, I, I don't think we've looked at the implications of, and the impact of artificial intelligence going to have. We, we're looking at it in terms of, you know, driverless cars, but it's also uh, going to impact on basically uh, our careers and jobs, uh, automation, uh, robotics, and, and, and medicine and health. Uh, pretty soon you'll be going to, a, you know, an automated doctor or computer will immediately diagnose uh, what's wrong with you. Do have analytical uh, um, software built in to determine what, you know, how many people have this uh, this uh, you know ailment or and what the treatments are so it's it's really going to put us back you know way 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 beyond what we ever thought uh, you know ten years ago yeah the, the world's going to change very fast which and fast change creates large opportunities last thought you work with a number of entrepreneurs you're a number on a number of advisory boards what's your best advice for how an entrepreneur can plug into this ecosystem around AI or cybersecurity here uh, I think there, there there's several things they should do one is is obviously uh, uh, communicate get involved on social media. Follow a lot of the postings in the groups, which are exceptional, um, and go to the local events. This the city is blessed to have so many associations and, and industry advocacy groups that host some really good people and experts all the time, including yours. 
And, uh, you know, that is really the best place to get access directly to these people to learn about the opportunities and develop also relationships with uh, a VC and early investors and also find out the trends in the industry. So, uh, you know, this, this, I think more than Silicon Valley, I think Washington DC is, is, is conducive to, to sort of a, a growth for anyone that wants to learn more about emerging technologies and cybersecurity. Well, now you've met my go-to guy on what's going on in cyber and artificial intelligence, Chuck Brooks, Vice President at Sutherland Government Solutions. Chuck, as always, thanks. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. Tracy Madigan, our producer, and I really enjoyed putting it together. And it's just another great example of where we're finding more and more people coming our way to share their great stories. You know, three months ago when we started this program, we knew that there were many people out in the D.C. region who had important and interesting stories to tell. We knew that. We sensed it. But what's happening now is as we head toward our 100th podcast, more and more of you are coming forward with the stories that matter to you. So don't forget to reach out to us directly on Twitter at, at What's Working DC or find us through LinkedIn. But most importantly, spread the word about this show. It's having an effect. People are excited. And more importantly, we're pushing back on the notion that the only thing that happens in Washington is politics. So we'll see you next time on What's Working in Washington. Goodbye. Goodbye.